1: live Sunday nights, this is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Okay, Davis, you you outdone yourself on this one. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wig Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook, And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. A little Gnarls Barkley crazy. (laughs) Uh, Appropriate for this topic. (laughs) Well, our favorite liberal, Rachel Maddow, has returned from her long hiatus from MSNBC. I I just missed her, so I pined. But not for long. uh, Maddow, MSNBC's highest-rated star that's sort of like, you know, the QP doll, the place for third third prize, has announced that beginning in May, she will only host her 9 p.m. Eastern show one day a week on Mondays. I know you're no doubt heartbroken over that, but have no fear. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki will leave her job later this spring for a job to, wait for it, MSNBC. Yes, that's right. She's moving to MSDNC. Joining us now to discuss the revolving liberal door at the DNC's favorite network is Jeremy Murphy. He is the former vice president of communications at CBS and the author of F-Off Chloe, Surviving the OMGs and the FMLs in your media career. Jeremy, thank you for joining us this evening, brother. Thank you for having me. Since Rachel Madcow left her show in February to work on, quote, other projects, the show has lost a staggering 40% of its viewers compared to the last week Maddow hosted the show herself, MSNBC is reportedly facing a crisis if she decides to permanently abandon the time slot. Jeremy, the network is already facing a crisis. I mean, what does it matter? I mean, is it really that big a deal if she's the the network? The ratings suck.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? I want her agent because he got her more money for less work.
1: Yes. Good point. (laughs) Can, Can
0: that guy do all our deals?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it that's a good point. I, we're talking about a, a crisis with the with the show. Relative to the first quarter of this year, the network's ratings fell 46% in total primetime viewers, 48% in daytime viewers, and 59% in their primetime demo. I mean, hey, who's watching this network anyway, Jeremy?
0: Well, I think a lot of it is um, the the Trump bump. And, you know, when Trump was in the office, you know, regardless of what you think of him, he was great television. Sure. And everybody's ratings went up. Everybody's circulation went up. And it was, you know, uh, like a a gilded age for news organizations because there was news every day. And now um, Trump's out of office and, you know, Biden is not very exciting. Um, Ratings are plummeting. CNN, MSNBC. I think Fox is pretty much held on. Um, But yeah, you know, it's boring. He's boring. Biden's boring. And, um, you know, MSNBC doesn't really have uh, a lot to go after anymore. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's very um, obvious to me why their ratings are down. And, you know, Rachel, whatever you think of her, she's compelling. Yeah. You know, she's she's good television, too. And you know, she was their marquee star and now like I'm just curious like w- what in the world were they thinking just letting her go to one day a week that's uh, that's it doesn't make sense no it
1: doesn't I mean what's the point if you're one day oh, yeah. and 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 it's an odd day anyway would you just yeah. go with Fridays I mean why if anything exactly. you'd put her on a Sunday evening show or something where you who who the heck is watching a f- prime time on Friday nights anyway but uh right. so they're in crisis mode without an heiress to the maddow throne um and here comes jen saki to save the day she's you know mighty mouse flying in to save the day next month apparently is, is that going to be the key is is jen saki going to i mean she's annoying as all get out is she going to save the day for msnbc
0: no i mean it's it's a very curious choice to me because You know, I I think she's served Biden well, um, but she's not exciting and she's not compelling. And I don't know if she's going to attract viewers. And she's not credible
1: either. That's her other problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is like once you're the mouthpiece for any president, you you know, you're not um, objective. And, you know, and we saw that, um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, political people have gone to journalism. I mean, George Stephanopoulos and Nicole Wallace. Um, and some have done better than others. Um, but, you know, Stephanopoulos and uh, Nicole Wells are compelling. They're really interesting people. They have great delivery. They're really good on camera. Um, Jen, I don't know. I, I just I, I never pictured her as like, you know, a television star. So I don't know what she's going to add to that.
1: What do you have? You got any insight into what kind of show she I mean, is she getting the mad out slot? Do we know anything about what she's
0: going to do? Oh, I think they're going to um, I think she has a long runway. I think they're going to uh, ease her in because, you know, you can't just uh, uh, voice, a, uh, you know, a, a daily talk show on her. So I think what you'll see is her popping up as a commentator, as an expert, you know, adding perspective, you know, might probably meet the press and I know that they have, um, you know, they're going to be doing more streaming. Um, I think it's one of those plus apps or whatever. Um, so I think they're going to ease her into it. But they definitely have long-term plans for her.
1: So tell me a little bit about the book, uh, F Off Chloe. is a great title, by the way. It's reportedly a hilarious account of, of working in media. Uh, I've had some experience now going on my fourth year uh, working in this medium. Can, can you tell us a little bit about the book?
0: Yeah, the book is um, it's a humor book about the cultural divide between young and old in the workplace. And I was fascinated by this new generation, you know, not all of them, but Gen Zers coming into uh, uh, the job with very woke and with their own values and brand statements and wanting everything to con- everyone to conform around what they believe. And there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, discussion. They, they, you know, they have their values and they have their uh, beliefs and they expect everybody like almost like a doctrine. And that's not how it works, you know. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you can come in with your own brand statement, but you still have to get the coffee, right? Like, you have to pay your dues. We all did. Right. Um, so, you know, if at least some of these people are coming in and they want to know what your carbon footprint is and your stance <laughs> on Black Lives Matter. Like, shut up.
1: Go do your work. <laughs> you, you were at one of the big three. You were at one of the alphabet networks right. at, at CBS. I mean, tell me, you know, when we think about classic uh, Murrow or, or – Peter Jennings, even I mean, trying to get it somewhat that people may recognize you. Know, Walter Cronkite's a little old for most of my listeners, probably. But if you you don't have to go too far back to an evening newscast where I think people looked at the at the anchor person and said that's someone who's a journalist reporting the news. Nowadays, right. you look at the news broadcast and it you can't help but when when Rachel Maddow, for example, is covering election watch election night. That's not a news anchor. That is an, it'd be like Sean Hannity doing it over at Fox. Right. Right. Um, What's it like? I mean, have you seen a trend in the main, in the alphabets as well?
0: No, you know what? When I was at CBS, I have to say it was a very well run. Uh, You know, it was, it was a, uh, you know, our CEO was Leslie Moonbeth. You know, he got into trouble later, but uh, it was, it ran like a Swiss watch. Uh, news was always kind of like the, 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 the thorn in our side because, you know, it had a targets on, on his back because of Dan Rather. You know, people thought he was biased and, um, he, and he didn't certainly, you know, do himself any favors. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I always thought like, you know, I worked a lot with those journalists and, and, and I have such respect for them. Like none of them that I know came in with an agenda. You know, they just wanted to report the news. A lot of what gets on air is then filtered and interpreted by producers, and um, you know. And I wasn't—I was in the corporate office, so I wasn't really privy to like the day-to-day in the news division. But it was definitely a thorn in our side. <laughs> well,
1: again, the book is called "F Off Chloe: Surviving the OMGs and FMLs." in your media career it's available on amazon and f-off chloe.com correct yes yes jeremy I, I appreciate you brother thank you again for joining us thank this evening you so much uh, it's been a pleasure my friend absolutely take care we'll take a quick break and then i want to hear from you our, our phones are open we didn't quite get a chance to take calls at seven forty-five, but we'll take them now 316-869-1330 give us a call You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be
0: back right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.